Yo, 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 what's going on? It's Greg Santos. Welcome to episode number 84 of CEO Life. You are the CEO of your life, whether you want to be or not. So today, every day, learning a lot more over and over and over and over again. I'm thinking, how can I make my podcast to where it's me? And the past several, the several episodes, or at least the episodes that I've recorded up to this point, are all me. But I still feel like I haven't caught like my voice. And as I'm working through, I'm, I'm creating episodes, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay, well, hmm, who are people who I watch and listen to who have great success with having an amazing influence with their audience? So I identify those people. I look at people who have like who are very loved by many groups of people who have an amazing influence. And I'm like, okay, let me study these people. What makes them so likable? And there's many different there's many different avenues. But here's a few that I've observed. Number one is this like non-threatening uh, vibe to them. Like we'll we'll take Russell Brunson for instance. We'll take um, Tony Robbins, right? We'll take John C. Maxwell. We'll take Brennan Burchard. These people have this like uh, approachable vibe to them, where they don't seem like sharks, and they seem like oh, like this is like a lovable person who really cares about me and genuinely wants to help me out in my life. Now, not saying that people who don't have like that really high energy and approachable approach to like their influence, not saying that people who go against that model is are unsuccessful. I happen to know a few people who don't really abide by that model and they still make millions of dollars. But I'm trying to think about where do I fit in this? Like, who am I? Where am I? And how is it that I want to give value to the people. Now, here's something that a lot of people don't know, actually. Uh, You know, a lot of people from high school know this, and people that I grew up with know this, but I don't feel that my audience knows this, my CEO life audience. And that's, despite how shy I used to be, I was actually very popular. I was actually a, the class cl- I won class clown at my high school and everybody knew who I was. Now, I was able to crack jokes and I was able to like have fun in group in settings and groups of people. That's what I loved. You know, I've always loved that. But it was one-on-one that scared the hell out of me. Like if you were to talk to girls that I attempted to date in high school, I had a lot of girls that were interested in me. And I, I mean it, like a lot. But I constantly fumbled the ball. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was really weird. I was very awkward. I didn't know how to, I really knew how to speak. And yeah. So a big, a big part of me is that I love 
to crack jokes and have fun. Now, that has been a really big part of me. My family knows that I'm like a really, really goofy guy. And I know on my podcasts, I can be very intense. Past several podcasts, I talk a lot about screening out people. I talk a lot about losers and how I'm disgusted by them. And and I mean that. I, I hold true to that. That That's not false. That's the truth. And I don't have any desire to hang out with people who don't want more out of themselves and their life because this is my life. And if I hang out with those people, their expectations of themselves and their standards and their goals will rub off on me. And I can't have that in my life, especially because I want to accomplish a lot. Not only that, but I want the people around me to accomplish a lot. But the people around me can't accomplish a lot if they don't want to accomplish a lot. So it's very important that I hang out with the right people. Now, I'm still like thinking, okay, well, how can I still mix in my, how can I bring my real, true personality to the front, which is this really silly and goofy guy who is at the same time very intense and serious. I think the the word I've been, that's been used to describe me several times is personable. I'm a very personable person and I don't feel that I express that enough on on my Instagram content. I don't express that enough in my podcasts and I can see why I can turn off a lot of people and that's fine. That's totally fine. Like I will repel the people who aren't good for me and 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 that's okay. I, I'm genuinely not hurt about that because I know on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm gonna have a lot of people that do like what I have to say. And I speak what's on their mind and what they're going through and their experiences and they can relate to me and I can give those people hope and I can help them smash their goals. But I'm reading this book right now. So my goals this week, okay, it's all about marketing. I'm so excited because marketing has been a, it's been a, like a, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to marketing. I just, I don't have like a strategy. I just kind of take it as it goes and I post, like it's all random. There's nothing that I can really track and measure and there's no strategy to it. So I'm reading this book right now. It's called Traffic Secrets by the OG pimp, Russell Brunson. And it's it's a fantastic book. It's about how to get more traffic to my funnel and get more people into my Morning Hosters community. So I'm reading this and Russell, he talks about this time where when social media started to really blow up. And he would go on and he would push his products, try to sell, sell, sell. And he didn't make much progress. Then he saw a good friend of his, Perry Bletcher, who is one of the founders of War Room. He got on Twitter and I believe he said within four months, Perry had built a, a following of 100,000 people. And then he ran a webinar, which 20,000 people uh, showed up for or signed up for and showed up to. And made a million dollars from that webinar. And Russell Brunson, being you know a a business owner, and you know he has the right attitude. He he reaches out to Perry and he figures out what how are you doing this? And he's trying to figure out how to effectively 
capitalize on social media. And Perry said something, and I really like this, and I'm, I'm, that's why you, you notice that this podcast has a lot more energy. And I've noticed that those who have a successful podcast or successful content are typically uh, just like one octave. I don't know if that's the right if that's the right word. Maybe it's level above the people that are listening. So you're listening to me, and I'm just a little bit higher energy than you. I'm speaking just a little bit faster than you. I'm kind of like leading you and pacing you, right? And why did I say that? I don't I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But I do remember what Perry was talking about. So Perry was saying, yeah, like you're going on there and you're trying to sell. You're trying to sell, 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 sell. As my mom would say, when I would get home from LA Fitness and I had a tough days, she would, in a cheerful voice, uh, almost mockingly uh, at the time, especially if I didn't make any sales that day, would say, sale, sale, sales. How many sales did you make today? Man, like oftentimes that like getting that question was so embarrassing because I'm like, uh, none. Or I just I just made one sale or two sales. And like it like and then I think she caught on after like a month of just like asking me every night um that I didn't really like that question. Cause uh it it, it was rough. It was rough out here in these streets. But back to Perry. Perry was saying in order to build an audience, you got to think of it like this. You go to a party and you're meeting people. You, you see groups of people. You go in, you, you have a conversation, you talk to people, and that's it. Like you, you go in, you be a friend. You don't go in and say, hey, I'm this person and I sell this. Would you like to buy it? And people be like, I don't want that. Okay. You go to the next person. Hey, what's up? My name is Greg. Blah, blah, blah. I, I sell this. Would you like to buy it? No. Okay. How would like... Your reputation in that party will quickly dwindle down, right? Instead, take an approach where it's like, hey, I am on social media. I'm here to build. I'm I'm here to make connections. I'm here to make friends. It's literally like real life, like social media, like apply the principles of real life socializing online. So today I posted a lot more on my story on Instagram, I express a little bit more of, of who I am, and I want to get back to that that class clown joking kind of guy that I am, and finding that balance between really intense and also you know the the fun playful guy that um, you know led me to being the most popular guy in school, and you know it, it also helps that I was black in high school. It was like. There was like four of us at school. So considering that one out of four of us were outgoing, man, that that really um that really made a, a big difference. You know what I'm saying? But also my personality c- carried us through the finish line, baby. Anyway, today's been an interesting day. I woke up this morning and I did my morning hustlers and Last night, as a matter of fact, I was I was so tired because my I've been drinking like these yerba mate teas to get me through the launch of my morning hustlers 2.0 funnel, and now I don't have as much pressure to to get stuff done as much as I was before. 
So now my body's like recovering from this like lack of caffeine and I had this major headache yesterday. Ended up falling asleep at like 4 o'clock. Wake up at 7.30. And man, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to bed till like 1 o'clock in the morning. So I just went on my laptop, did a little bit of work, got some work done. And then, you know, I read a little bit of my book that I was reading. And then I knocked out maybe around midnight. I got up at my same time, 3.50 um, every single day, and I felt great. I felt okay, and I didn't feel tired. After I ran my morning classes call, I felt great, sent out my email, posted my stuff on Instagram, and then again, as I mentioned, there's not that much pressure to get stuff done right now, so I have to actively search for some kind of pressure, what to do, but the biggest thing on my to-do list right now is number one, post some content on Instagram, and number two, finish this book, Traffic Seekers by Russell Brunson. So there's not much pressure to, you know, and on Thursday, I have some marketing modules released by Stu with, with this course. So it's like, you know, my brain has kind of said, hey man, it's okay to relax a little bit. And I decided to go back to sleep, even though I wasn't feeling tired. So I went back to sleep and I woke up maybe around 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, I fell asleep maybe around like 6, maybe around 6, or could have been later, I don't remember to be honest with you, and then next thing I know, uh, I'm getting my day started, uh, I, I got a new laptop, so I'm transferring all my files from my old laptop to my new laptop, and it's it's very exciting, and it's cool because my last laptop, oh my god, it was so disorganized, there was like nothing was in its place, it was a total mess, and it got to a huge, such a huge mess to where I did not want to spend the time to organize everything and put everything in its in the files where it belongs and make it look nice and clean cut and clear. So I decided with this new laptop that I'm gonna make sure that with everything I do, I get into the habit of appropriately assigning the document or file, whatever it is to its proper folder and I make it nice and organized so it's easy to go in there and just find it whenever I need it. So I keep my desktop nice and clean because on my previous laptop, my desktop was a fucking mess. Oh my God. It was like, it kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety how much of a mess it was. So I transferred some files over and that felt great. I also got a mouse in the mail today. So my mouse is, is wireless. It's it's fantastic. And I'm not using the tracking pad on my laptop. I've been using a track my tracking pad on my laptop for a very long time. And it I didn't know that that was help helping add to why my wrist was hurting. My wrist has been really sore. And when I do my push-ups in the morning, I have to um do my push-ups on a fist on my right hand every day and I didn't think like the just the angle of me using my trackpad was really um really hurting me so this new mouse is really dope and then uh just speaking to my brother-in-law talked a little bit about Tony Robbins's business mastery course and then went upstairs here I am just reading my book Traffic Secrets and and then like I, I was even observant of Tony Robbins when I was watching him on his uh, with the business mastery while he's speaking to us and he's getting ready to uh, explain to us where 
we're going to be going, like we're going to learn in the course. I'm just noticing Tony Robbins and I can see like he has this energy to him, but he's also calm. He's not like over the top, like rah, rah, but he's enough where he's engaging. And I feel that with my podcast, I don't feel like I bring that energy that I usually bring to my interactions with people. If if you were to ask my older sister or anyone in this house, they would tell you that uh, maybe 80% of the time I'm yelling. <laughs> Not in a negative way, but when I speak, I speak at a very loud um, tone. But I think the thing is, it's like I am attempting to... Um, be more intense and because I, I like that. I really like intensity. I really admire it. And I want to embody that with myself. So I focus on making myself more calm, cool, relaxed. I speak at a you know a slower pace and almost like Jocko Willink with this podcast. And as I'm taking more action and I'm molding myself, I'm really figuring out, okay, like, like who's Greg Santos? Like, what? how would Greg Santos say this? How would, like, how does, like, why, I don't know. Like, what, how do I want to do this? How does this make sense to me? And I'm glad that no one's really listening to my podcast right now, which is fantastic. Because right now is a time where it's like, okay, I, I work certain things out. I, I, I'm figuring it out as I go. And it's okay for me to to publish things that suck right now because no one's really listening anyway. So as I'm getting bigger and I develop more of an audience and more of an influence, you know, as the episodes go on, right now I'm posting every single day. I don't plan on stopping that. I actually really, really enjoy it. It's really easy to do to create a podcast at the end of the day as I'm winding down, recapping the day, recap, you know, some lessons that I've learned and just... It's like a journal almost. Like I speak what, how the day was and lessons that I'm learning and things that I'm applying and how I'm getting better and just being open, real, and honest and taking you along the journey of how I'm building a seven-figure business and you guys get to come along this journey with me. And I plan on just keep posting every single day because I got this from Russell Brunson's challenge, One Funnel Away Challenge. His partner that he does that with, his name is Steve Larson. And Steve says, yeah, you got to publish every single day. No exceptions. Every single day. Same thing with Russell Brunson. Post every single day. And that's where I'm at right now. And he said, people give up way too soon. And that's exactly what I say to my people in my Morning Hustlers group. Reason why people don't see long-lasting results is because they give up way too soon. They give up before they see results. As a matter of fact, I've only been doing this post a day since I believe May 8th. And I was like, ah, man, like no one's really going to listen to my podcast. You know, I'm getting a couple plays here and there because I can see the stats. But I'm like, ah, like, is this like, should I be doing it every day? Should I do it maybe three times a week? Like, would it make better sense if I do that? But it's no. Stay with it. Just keep going because as you put in the reps, you get better and I'll get better as a speaker. One thing I was doing today, as I was mentioning, I was putting all my files together. I decided to go back to the cool thing about my Toastmasters club that I belong to 
is that they filmed every single meeting. So with every speech that I gave, I went in there and I I saved it and I put it on in a, in a folder in my my computer. So from 2016 to 2018, I gave 17 speeches, which doesn't seem like a lot, right? Like two years to give 17 speeches. Uh, but I also had other roles where I was the toastmaster of the meeting, where I was a evaluator, where I, you know, maybe filled in, you know, smaller roles to help out run the meetings of, of the club. So I was constantly in there. I was constantly putting in reps and that helped me develop the kind of voice that I have today. I'm extremely grateful to Toastmasters. One of the best things I've ever done to help me improve my communication skills. And I don't believe that I would have the kind of voice and influence that I would have in order to bring people back every single day with the morning hustlers if it wasn't for me uh, first going through that Toastmasters period first. Now it's like kind of ramped up because with Toastmasters, I would give a speech maybe yeah, you saw that two like 17 speeches in 2 years. Now with Morning Hustlers, I'm giving a speech every single day. My speeches are averaging from 5 minutes to 10 minutes and it allows me to experiment, it gives me time to formulate thoughts and really be present, be in the moment and not feel so pressured and and afraid as I'm de- as I'm delivering a specific message. Oftentimes, I just have an idea as far as what I'm going to say. I don't have like clear, concise points on what I'm saying. I'm saying, oh, I think I'm going to talk about this. And I can tell this story. I can link that to that. It's actually really fun. It's a, it's a fun, creative process. I, I usually come up with what I'm going to talk about maybe 10 minutes before the meeting starts. And, and it's not even like a pressure thing. I don't sit there like, oh, I'm so stressed. What am I going to talk about? I already know that I'm going to come up with like a topic. And... I, it just comes to me. I, I just sit there in silence and I think, okay, like what, how can I, like, what can I think about that I can really give value to, to these people today and how can I help them out? And then like, okay, well, what did my day look like yesterday? And then what is a lesson that I learned from here that I, maybe I read from a book, you know, in the last few years or something before I came from this event or like how, like what speakers that I hear say this, like how can I connect this? And then like I kind of connect all the dots in my head. And even sometimes I get on the call, I'm like, oh, the thought, like the, the point isn't 100% formed. And I'll just talk to people on the call and I'll be present with them. And then as I start speaking, I, I tell them and and then it just kind of rolls in and then like it, like it always ends on at like 5, 10 on the dot. You know, it's perfect timing. So I'm usually speaking about eight minutes. And man, it's super fulfilling. I get a lot of practice. So, that, so here's the thing, okay? And this is what I'm probably going to talk about tomorrow on my morning hustlers. Reason why I'm doing these podcasts is so I can get better at speaking because I know the more I can do it, the better that I'm going to get. And eventually I'm going to be on the big stages and people are going to see me speak and they're going to say, oh man, like look at how much of an amazing speaker he is. Look how great he is at telling stories. Look at his presence. Look at how, you know, handsome and, and buff and strong he is. Like look at, he, this guy, guy must have done like 20,000 push-ups, you know, in the last three days. Like look at how jacked he is. Like I can't be like him. And it's just like, no, you don't realize that I put in so much time before this and I did this every single day. I put in those reps where nobody knew who I was, where no one was listening. 
But I was there waking up at 3.50 in the morning. I was giving speeches. I, before I went to bed at night, I was making podcasts. During my day, I would I would think about certain topics and how can I put that in a video? How can I make that a point? How can I put that in a piece of content on Instagram that would stay there as I post and people can go watch later on? So this is something that I'm really, truly obsessed about. And I really don't, I really believe that you can't achieve a huge amount of success if you aren't obsessed. Today, as a matter of fact, I posted on my Instagram this picture that I posted maybe a year or two ago. And I've told the story on here before, but just to recap, I remember one day I was in my health class. And I was really unhealthy. I weighed 210 pounds. And we watched this video of this guy having a heart attack. Scared the hell out of me. I decided to take my health serious. I went out and bought a little uh, uh, jug that you can put a gallon of water in. And I started drinking a gallon of water a day. I started watching what I ate. I started doing Insanity by Sean T. And I lost 60 pounds in five months. And... I was obsessed. After every single workout, I walked right into the bathroom. I would look at my uh, my love handles and I would see like, all right, I still got like some fat there and here. I, I have to shave that off and day in and day out and I just stay consistent with it. And I was so obsessed. I wanted to get it that fat off me as soon as possible and I and it just fell off of me. And that's because I was obsessed and I took massive action. And you'd be very surprised to how much you can get done in such a short period of time and in six months time from just taking huge amounts of action and being obsessed with one specific goal in mind. And you're you're listening to this, maybe, you know, this is a year or two years down the line where you're when you're listening to this, maybe it's 2022, 23. I have no idea when you're listening to this. But like the reps are being put in. And I'm 100% obsessed. And then, you know, six months from now, I'm going to be a a lot better speaker. My podcasts are going to be more polished. I'm going to have more guests on. You know, I'm going to, my morning hustlers are going to have more people on there. I'm going to be a better speaker for morning hustlers. I might have to switch it up because I might get so many people in there. I'm going to have to start doing a webinar style where I'm not going to be able to interact with everybody that's on there. I'm going to have to uh, really be careful with like, like how I let people in. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm taking it step by step. Let me take the steps that are, you know, clear and ahead of me right now. And the steps that are clear is just action, 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 action. Listen, reflect, get better, get back after it. Repetition, keep making it happen. And things are starting to open up again. Like the quarantine is lifting up. And people are going out, people are, you know, likely partying and socializing. And I'm actually very proud of this. I'm proud of this for myself. I don't think this is, this is not necessarily an ego thing, but it's more of like a, like a, it just makes me feel better about myself because I feel like I'm getting ahead. Because while people are going out and socializing and meeting and, and doing all this stuff, like that's their that's their focus, right? Let me have a lot of sex. Let me um, go out there and uh, whatever it is, right? Like let me go back into the world and let me go on these vacations and go out and into nature. And hey, no, wait, I'm not knocking nature. Nature is actually really fucking awesome. But people's priorities are changing, right? 
So while they're going out and distracting themselves and putting their time and energy into things that aren't going to bring a huge return in the future, here I am. I'm still at the house. I'm still putting in work and I'm just being patient. My time will come. My time will come. I'm just being patient. Hey, just keep, just finish this book. All right, now let's finish this marketing module. All right, now let's apply that. Now let's build these systems. Now let's, uh, whatever it is. And it's just slow, slow, slow progress. Next thing you know, it's going to, you know, my, my results are going to shoot through the roof and people are going to say, oh man, he's so lucky. Look at him. He's been blessed. And they, they, they're going to fail to see the reward, the work. And the great thing that the people who are in the morning hustles right now, they're actually excited to see what's coming about, like how I'm growing this and they're seeing the journey and they feel amazing to be part of the ground floor because they're excited to see where this goes and, and how far like uh, I take this and, you know, to be part of this, uh, the ground floor of something that's going to be great in the future. And I filled these people's heads with belief that we're going to be uh, really making something awesome happen in the future. And, you know, you're going to really hold on to something and be so grateful that you were part of this big movement. And um, I'm excited for them, too. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for the whole journey, the whole process. And I write down crystal clear every day what my goals are. And I write them down. And it's very clear with me. And it's just like, all right, like that's the end result. That's your end result. I don't care. I don't care about all these distractions, all these shiny objects trying to take me off my path. I, I can't focus on that. My focus is 100% on what I want. And then once I get what I want, I will be in a position to where it would make more sense for me to branch out a lot more and enjoy a little bit more. But I got to earn my freedom. I can't I can't spend my freedom um, right now. It's kind of like a bank account. Like I'm putting in cash, I'm putting in money, I'm putting in money, I'm putting in money, I'm putting in money. And that's my time, just putting in time, putting in time. And then the more I go out right now, I'm spending it, I'm spending it. I can't withdraw from that right now. I have to just keep putting in deposits. One day, I'm going to have so many deposits in there that the bank is going to burst. And I'm going to have just like an abundance of freedom. And in, in the meantime, I'm really happy for the journey. Don't get me wrong, like, dude, I'm so happy that I get to watch my two-year-old nephew grow up, like, firsthand, literally every single day, just spending time with him, playing with him, just seeing the kind of new stuff that he's learning, and uh, it's it's amazing, and I know one day I'm going to look back at these days and just, my heart's going to be filled with so much joy because I got to see this process, and then get to see my niece grow up, my other nephew and get to see what my brother-in-law is doing to grow his business. And then what awesome things are going on with my sister's life. And man, it this like this time, to be honest with you, I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. Even though I am an extrovert and I like to go out and have that face-to-face, you know, um, contact and meeting people, making eye contact. Even though I really enjoy that, it's like I, there's a time and place for that. And right now, my head's buried. And I'm just moving my way through, baby. I got one focus. That's it. And if you want to accomplish anything, that's what you got to have. You got to have that focus. You can't allow yourself to get lost up in the distractions because there's a million of them. And you can call it the universe. You can call it God, whatever you want to call it. But like, you're going to get tested as to how true you are on your path and your purpose. 
And no one has the control to decide you what you decide besides you. You can't blame outside sources. That's going to put you in positions and situations where you're going to have to decide, am I going to do what's harder or am I going to let off the gas a little bit and then, you know, making a, a, a quote unquote exception. You make one exception, it makes it easier to make another exception. It makes it make it easier to make another obsession, exception. You quit once, it makes it easier to quit again. And then you develop that habit of quitting. So it's easier to nip that in the bud. It's easy to prevent that rather than trying to control it. Okay? So we're constantly taking the, the harder path. And as you're taking the harder path, at first, you know, it's not going to feel the best. But at, over time, you actually start to feel really good. You feel proud. You're like, man, I'm doing this. Like, this is what I do. And I do this not for other people. I don't do this for clout. I do this for me. I do this for my future because I got to take care of myself so then I can take care of my friends and family. But first, I have to be selfish as hell and take care of myself and my life and my situation so I can fill my cup to the point where I have enough to pour into other people's cups. I fully convince myself that my family needs me more than anything like of course we need each other right but like i need to make sure that i take such a good care of myself and my finances and my future to where my family they don't have to worry about if they get in an accident like hey the medical bills are going to be taken care of and that's because i decide i had to take care of myself to make that happen okay or if they need something that's going to help propel their life they need to pay for some kind of event or whatever it is college tuition you know i'd be more than happy to front that bill if i had it but i don't so i got to make sure that i put myself in a position where i can do that and i can give back but i can't just focus solely on them like all the time at least right now i can focus on them and help them out and do whatever i can give my love and support but I have to first make sure that I am good, that I'm okay. It's the same thing for you. You got to make sure that you're okay. You got to make sure that what the stuff that's going on in your head, the kind of thoughts that you're having, the like what's going on, like that's taken care of. Like your temple is taken care of. Your body, you're just like everything's clear and you don't have like this. Uh, this crazy chaos, negativity, uh, crap going on in your brain. You got to make sure you take care of that. So then you're able to give out light and take care of other people that mean a lot to you. And you can be that light for other people. You can just by your, your sheer presence alone gives people hope. Just by your presence. Because you decided to not, as my mentor Derek Moneybrook says, you decided not to substitute to leisure. You decided to take control of your life and you decided to do what's best for you. You decided to put off the things that are easy. You decided to make the hard decisions. Instead of shoving your mouth with some cake, you put some fucking lettuce in there and now you're feeling healthy and you're doing your stretches, you're doing your calisthenics, you're doing your yoga. Yoga. My, I have a purple yoga mat, by the way. My sister's like, do you ever wonder like people are going to think you're gay that you have a purple yoga mat? I'm like, I don't give a damn what they think. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. 
purple happens to be my favorite color. I anyway. So, um, you know, I actually like this podcast episode a lot. I like the I like the energy I brought. Um, I feel fantastic. I ha- I covered a lot of ground here. I'm getting better at just off the cuff. I, I, man, I used to have this podcast called uh, Talking Greg. You can still find that. You go on uh, Stitcher or it might be on Spotify as well. You type in Talking Greg, you can see like you can listen to the very first podcast that I've ever made. And I think the very first podcast I made was like five minutes or something like that, six minutes. And I was so nervous. I was thinking ahead the whole time. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. But now the cool thing with this is I am just talking. I don't know what I'm going to say in the next 30 seconds. I'm literally just taking as it goes. I'm just present in the moment. It's just a flow of thought and energy. And it feels so great. And I'm able to just to make these 30-minute, 40-minute podcasts with with ease. And that comes from repetition. Keep putting in the work day in and day out. And then you'll get better. And you're not going to see how great you've gotten until you look back. You're, it's kind of like a kid. Like well, right now with my nephew, he's two years old. I'm seeing him grow up. But I don't see, I, I don't see like the the small inches that he's like growing, you know, like every day he kind of look, he just looks the same to me. And then it takes someone like my younger sister to look at a picture of him and say, "Wow, he's getting big." To where I'm like, "Wait, he looks exactly the same." She's like, "No, like he's getting bigger." And it's like, "Whoa!" In the moment, you don't see the progress. It just seems like everything's just the same, but it's not until. You look back to where it's just like you get the perspective and you can see all those one percents that have built up to get you, get you to where you're at. And what's here's what's most exciting. Here is what is most exciting. If you've made it to this far in the podcast without turning it off, yo, like you just you're about to get the the biggest like uh, knowledge. What was I gonna say? Um, you're about to get the biggest bomb of knowledge from this whole podcast. And and I don't remember what it was now. I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I don't I don't remember what it was going to be. Oh, well, oh, well, <laughs> what a build up, right? Uh, I'm sure you're I'm sure you're pissed. Uh, well, I was going to say something about like um, consistency. Oh, oh, no, I remember. I remember. All right. Hey, look it. We got it. We're back on track, baby. Here is the best part. Here is where I am at. And this is what I love. I love this so much. And uh, it makes me, it fills me up with so much pride and joy. And it, it fills me up with excitement. And when you have put in this work and you're doing that consistently and you develop the skill set and you've gotten better and you look back and you see the where you've come from and you're, you look at that and you think, oh my God, that's, incredible where I've come from and how much I've built myself and how much better I've gotten because I didn't give up. And then you're still putting in work all the time. And then you're like, but like, yo, I'm in the process of still becoming something that's greater, even though I am so much better than where I was before. And I'm moving in a such like in a such a fast direction in this like really 
to this really awesome destination that I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't know what my life is going to look like one year from now. I don't know who I'm going to know. I don't know who I'm going to meet. And I don't know how much better I'm going to be. I don't know what the kind of content I'm going to have out. I, I, I don't know. But I do know that I will be better because I'm on, excuse me, keep burping. Because I am on pace to become better. So it's like you're on, you're like on that middle ground. It's, it feels amazing. But I will say this, okay? Because I, I've like branded myself as like the productivity guy, the discipline guy, get stuff done, like fuck your emotions and just make it happen. Accomplish your goals just by any means necessary. Make it, make it happen. Make some progress. And, I understand that there's a lot of people that are, you know, really struggling with that consistency, with the discipline. I know what that's like. It sucks. Oh my God, that sucks. It's a terrible place to be. I've been there for years. Believe me when I say I know what you're going through. Okay. Now, the the biggest thing is if you're in that position where maybe you're struggling to find motivation you're struggling to have discipline. You're struggling to get things done. You want to get things done. You want to be on your path. But it's it's hard. Right? Like um, you have an uphill battle that you're fighting against. What I would recommend is number one, find a routine for yourself. And start really, start like really simple, okay? Because you're not gonna go from zero discipline to having a lot of discipline overnight. And we want to. We might get this burst of motivation and we feel great and we wanna just immediately launch into implementing three or four positive habits. We may go from, you know, no positive habits to, we get this burst of motivation. Next thing you know, we're, we're meditating. We're waking up early. We're writing down our goals. We're, we're working out. We're eating healthy. We are, you know, working on our Instagram. We're building a YouTube channel. And at first, because like we're taking action, it feels great. And you feel like you're doing so much. You feel like you can sustain that for a long period of time. But once you hit a bump in the road, once one thing gets once it gets a little tough, things start to fall fall off, and next thing you know, you're back to where you were before. And now, what's even more discouraging is now you have a reference experience in your mind where you may feel that oh, every time I get motivation, I I fail. I get I go back to where I am and it keeps happening. And then you start to believe in your mind that every time something like that happens, you end up back at square one and that you may never change. And then you start to say to yourself things like I know myself. And the fact is you're not going about it in the right way. So the biggest thing is Long term, how can you sustain your habits for the long term? And you have to start small. It's not going to come. Like I used to like 
purchase these big events because I would just be like, all right, now this is where I get my personal motivation. Even though I wouldn't like consciously say that, but I knew there was going to be a change that happened in my life because I went to this event because I learned a lot or I met somebody or I did get that motivation to, you know, move me forward to help get me out of that funk that I've been in. And events are fantastic. And, um, you, you gotta, but like, like we expect one event like a one event to just everything just changes forever right we're expecting we're looking for this magic pill this magic event that just going to make all the difference and oftentimes leading up to the event we procrastinate 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 and then we like we go to this event with just like this great desperation for this big change because we're like man for the past few months I've been procrastinating and finally I'm we're here. Like I can't wait for you to I can't wait for my life to change. Like I you're there, you're listening, you're paying attention, you're taking notes, and you're like, finally, like, yes, like I'm refreshed, I feel better. Like, let's go back out there and let's let's make something happen. And then you catch momentum, and then as I mentioned, you try to do too much at once and you fail. So here's what I recommend to you. Okay. Number one, if you haven't read the book Atomic Habits, read the book Atomic Habits. A game changer book on how to build habits. Understand that your success is going to come from the habits that you build. Okay. And how you build a habit is just, you know, repetition. And it's not, success isn't this big event. It's a accumulation of small events, small actions. Seems insignificant. Doesn't seem like it's a big deal. You miss one day of meditation. Is that going to break you? Nah, probably not, right? But it's just like that all adds up and that's a big thing that people fail to realize. So you got to start implementing discipline into your life little by little and you got to be patient because when you first start implementing discipline, it may seem so small to where you're like, I don't see results. I don't see my life changing that much. Ah, I'll just skip this day. I'll skip whatever. And then you, you fall off. And the the thing that's wrong with that mindset is you think like it's supposed to just happen, like things are supposed to just change and then not and actually, you know, you're a different person. But like you have to like rewire, you have to think about it. You're literally rewiring your brain because you have certain patterns, certain thought patterns. You're, you have uh, like certain neural pathways that your brain takes to help you, um, to help you know, give you dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins, and you running these these similar patterns. And like, they're very, very strong patterns that are engraved in your brain. And now you have to undo that. Now you have to, you know, create a new neural pathway road in your head. And then like, you have to create that new one. And yet, and it's hard. It's really difficult. So, and then the thing is, it's like, you know, we don't have the patience patience to stick through with it for a while so the biggest thing that helps help me out a lot is just staying consistent with my bedtime and my wake-up time and you stay true to that i will be asleep at this time and i will wake up at this time it doesn't have to be early it doesn't have to be five in the morning you don't have to make this huge crazy drastic change in your life but at least get into the discipline of deciding at the time my alarm goes off 
that's when I get out of bed. There's no snoozing. You decide and you follow through. And then you just build that. Just just keep that up, okay? Just keep staying consistent with your bedtime, wake-up time. It seems so small. I guarantee you those who are listening who are maybe struggling right now are going to be like, I don't know. I want to do, do more, though. I want to do more. And the thing is, it's like once you catch that momentum, you want to do more because you feel like you can, right? You're like, oh, I, now I have the motivation to do it. Now I can actually do all the things. And it sounds counterintuitive, but the worst thing you can do is actually all the all those things, right? So you have to like it's it's a tricky it's a dance it's really tricky because you have to have like the discipline even though you have that motivation to say hold on like let me take this little by little because I know myself that motivation is gonna is gonna be fleeting I have to have discipline over my emotions when I'm feeling high I have to have discipline over my emotions when I'm feeling low now I gotta make sure that I ease into this. And I'm just staying consistent. And then as time goes on, you start to build upon your habits. Maybe you develop a nightly routine where you meditate every night before you go to bed. All right. You, you start doing that for a while. You maybe do that for, you know, 20 days, 25 days in a row. Okay. You're building a habit for yourself. And then maybe... Around the the 30th day, you're like, I can add something else here. So now maybe you journal or you write down your goals. And then now you got to get into the habit of of writing. And then it's like it's not easy because you have to force yourself to do it. And then it eases into your meditation. And then you go to sleep. And then you do that. And then you build another thing before that. And then you build another thing. But that takes time. And people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that you have to put in more work. They actively ignore that. They want to hear some some guru tell them that they it's going to be easy. They want to hear some gurus like give them some kind of one magic trick that they don't know about that's going to change their life forever. And these people bounce from idea to idea to idea. And and how I know that is because that was me. The reason why I target people like in like uh, my message is for people who are really inconsistent and undisciplined is because that was me. I know what that's like to the core. It doesn't feel good. You don't feel good about yourself and your life's a mess. And then you look for ways to distract yourself. You you're, you inflate your ego in certain ways and uh, you look for ways to make yourself feel good and uh, you, you know, you're a little delusional, you lie to yourself, but not intentionally, but you still know there's something off. You still know you're kind of off the path that you should be doing something, but you, you like that little brain, you, 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 that little voice in your brain, you, you suppress it. You keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. And you're like, what is it? Like, what, what do I have to do? What's, what, a, like, you're looking for some kind of solution that helps you avoid that thing that's in the back of your mind telling you what to do. And you know what you have to do. But the thing is, is it takes work. We're looking for some kind of trick or or whatever to help avoid the work, to avoid facing fears, to avoid um, doing the hard things when we don't feel like doing it. But that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You want to be consistent. You want to have discipline. You got to start slow. You got to start small. That's it.
You got to start small. And then you build. You got to lay a foundation. When when someone's going to build a house, do they just start piling wood on on, on empty lot cuz they're just like, "Oh, let's just get this up." No, what do they do? They map out the house. They make sure that they have a blueprint. Everything makes sense. And then what do they do? They build a foundation. And that's what you got to do. It's the same thing. You have to build a foundation to where you can build your house. And the foundation starts, it starts with your wake up time and your sleep time. It seems so simple, but that's where it starts. You got to start exercising control over your life, yourself, and your emotions. And you're not going to be able to do that overnight. It's little by little. You have to rewire your brain and break those patterns that have been running in your mind for the for the um, for many years. Believe me, it it took me like five years to undo a bunch of thinking patterns that I've had since I was a kid. Keep returning, keep returning, and it's just like, and and along the way you're going to fail, you're going to fall off. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's never going to be perfect. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to lose hope. You're going to say, here we go again. Yep, this is happening again. You're going to get afraid because you're afraid of losing what you built up. You're afraid that you're not going to be able to change. But what it comes down to is you experience all that and then you go anyway. And then you fight. And then you fight. And then you fall. And then you fight. You fall and you fight. You keep going to battle. You have to battle yourself every day. And it's hard. It's so hard. And before you know it, you're winning more battles than you were before. You're winning more. You're winning more. Oh, next thing you know, you're crushing it. Boom, boom, boom. The foundation's built. You can add another habit. Oh, man. Like, Then you get the momentum. Once you have that momentum on your side, it's hard to break. It gets so hard to break. And then you get to that point where it's harder for you to not take action than it is for you to actually take action. And that's the golden spot where we want to be. That's where the real magic happens. That's where dreams come true. That's where real progress is made. That's where self-worthiness and self-esteem come in. It comes from putting in that work day in and day out and failing. Because like, like, think about it. How would you feel... If you achieve something and it was easy. Right? It's kind of like you play Tetris. And you're on level one. You beat level one. How good do you feel? You're just like, oh, it's level one. Yeah. Of course. I'm supposed to feel like it's whatever. Okay? You don't feel like, oh my god, I beat level one. Like, oh my god, that was amazing. I, I didn't, oh man. No, you barely, you probably didn't even struggle to beat it. But then as you progress to the levels, it starts to get a little bit harder, right? Then you notice like, okay, now it's starting to get to the point where it's hard for you to beat the levels. But then like you fail and then like you ever play a video game where you keep dying to the boss and like you just, you, but you keep going again and then you die again and then you keep going again and then over and over and over again and then like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And when you beat them, how do you feel? You feel like, yes! I freaking did it. 
whoo, and then like that, you can take that deep breath, your shoulders come down, the the stress and tenseness release from your body, and you feel good, you feel proud, you reach the next level. It's the same thing with your goals. If you didn't fail, you wouldn't feel good. I'm going to say that again. If you didn't fail, you wouldn't feel good about reaching your goals. That's what part part of reaching your goals feels so great. And the result, yeah, the result's cool. But what's even better than the result is when you look back and then you see the time, like all the struggle and then the like the, all the overcoming you did. All the fighting you did. And, and then coming out on top. And then you won. Before you know it, you've won. And then now it's time to go to the next level. Where there's going to be an even more challenging boss. But you're, more, you're well equipped with better skills now. Because of the level that you just beat. And the levels that you have been beating. And again, it's going to be a struggle for this one. You know, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. You're going to have fears like, can I do this? Am I well, am I qualified? Am I equipped? Like, is this going to, like, am I going to be able to do this? So just understand that failing is part of the process. Feeling like shit is part of the process. Um, And that's fine. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's not supposed to be. So stop aiming for perfection. Instead, aim for progress. Let's get better. 1% better each and every single day. It's not, I remember, I'm going to end with this. And I, I you know, I'm kind of stalling a little bit because I'm, um, my 60 minutes is coming up. But I had a friend, she's in the music industry and she would say, Oh man, I and I was that's my like my first client I was working with. Um I was doing it for free. And she was like, "Ah, oh, I'm really struggling with like writing music." I'm like, "All right, hey, no problem. Like just write for like 15 minutes a day." She goes, "No, but if I write, I want to write for an hour." I'm like, "No, but okay. You're writing nothing right now. Imagine if you wrote for 15 minutes a day, like how much more you would like how much you would write in the week she's like no but like if i'm gonna sit down like i want to write for an hour i said okay i get it but every time you want to sit down you say you're gonna write for an hour what happens you don't you don't write because that's such a big mountain to climb and you procrastinate and it's easier for you to not do it than to do it but if you set your bar low and you say 15 minutes and if it goes to an hour it goes to an hour that's fantastic but like don't discount actions. Small actions are are powerful and they're important. So it doesn't have to be these grand um, actions like stepping out of your comfort zone, get the absolute maximum, capitalize, especially when you're first starting out to build this discipline. It doesn't have to be like that. You'll get there eventually. You will get there. But when you're starting out, you don't have to do that. Don't beat yourself up, Okay. With that being said, this has been the longest podcast that I've done. Wasn't expecting it to be a full hour. Thank you for listening and making it all the way through to the end. You're the CEO of your life. I covered so much here. I had a ball creating this podcast. I'm so excited to release more podcasts for you as we go uh, along. And, you know, my energy is higher and I'm um 
just talking about the journey, documenting, talking about what's the top of my mind, and let's get better together. Let's make it happen, baby. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see where we go together. That being said, peace out. I'll talk to you tomorrow.